Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, June. And we got NFL playoffs, Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, we had a couple good games. One of the games was, uh, I would say all three good games, but we had some backup quarterback situations where one of them came out and, and almost took his team to the finish line past Tom Brady. The other hand, one came out and played a drive or two until his head, uh, head coach, Set him up for the kill, going at Jamal Adams the way he did. But I think the the main the main uh, excitement and drama came from the first game, whether it was the referees or just how the game went in general, where we saw the Colts, you know, fall to the Bills. It was a tough game, you know. Personally, it, it sucks. But I mean, just in general, when a football team goes out and outplays the opponent and can't find a way to win and, you know, finish plays like we, we spoke about it all day. You know, the fourth down conversion, uh, fourth and goal, they went for it. There was also the two-point conversion that they went for, the missed field goal. Those are, you know, winning plays that, that would have changed the game. Obviously, the fumble that was almost there and uh, that we almost got and, and the interception that was dropped, things like that, you know, you, you, you don't look at as you have to make that play because those would have been over and beyond, you know, a great play. But when it's when it's executing a fourth down and goal where, you know, you're either going to take the lead in the halftime or, you know, lose that lead and then not get the ball back, you find yourself in a tough position. But, I mean, what were some of the key things that you guys saw that the Bills were able to do so that, the you know, the, the game didn't get out of hand for them? Because they, they had a tough time trying to score in the first it, half. I kept it close for a little minute, yo. I kept it close for a little minute. I think um... – Honestly, yo, they was doing the same thing they've been doing for the past few weeks. I feel like Josh Allen getting more comfortable. I think he's, uh, when I say more comfortable, I mean, doesn't really give a fuck about the slander no more. Like, I feel like you can't really slander him anymore. Like, he's, like, proven what yeah. he got to do. Yeah, I mean, he uh, had an MVP-type season. Him and um, Diggs still looking sync. Like, they peaking at the right time, so... I feel like that's like really like the main main thing for them and their defense isn't like their defense isn't like pushover. It was a little skeptical at the first beginning of the NFL season, but now that shit locked in and they look like a they look like they on the roll. I ain't gonna front, man. Super Bowl contender. Yeah, this is probably like how they performed here. Probably let me know like if I could trust them, and this right. is the kind of like the game that I've like didn't trust them because you know I was rooting for y'all mm-hmm. boys, Julian. Man, I kind of wanted y'all boys to win. For sure. When you talking about Super Bowl contender? You mean Buffalo or, or Buffalo? Okay. Now, yeah. What, any any thoughts on on the game from your perspective? I think the game was definitely more evenly matched than I once uh, anticipated. So when you have a game like like we've seen that was like he said for the most part very you know close it comes down to execution and i just feel like they executed better than you guys did more times than not mm-hmm. we saw you know we talked about philip rivers he missed a few throws didn't you know have the quite the zip on the ball or sometimes it looks like you know his arm just maybe gives out a little bit and he, he doesn't have you know mm-hmm. could really control over where he's putting it like I said, it looks like the mind is there. He, you know, he reads. He goes through his progression. He makes the reads. He knows the throw to make. It's just I feel like, like he said, being forty, it's, it's. I feel like it's caught up to him at this point. You know, and he just physically can't 
make the throws anymore. Yeah, I mean, the thing about it is that this game didn't come down to Phillip Rivers not, you know, attacking. Phillip Rivers not making all the throws and having a bad game. That wasn't the case. Buffalo's defense, you got to give them credit because they did come out. They didn't let us run the ball as, as we would like to. Mm-hmm. But we still did have a lot of big plays on them, right? And we capitalized on a lot of that. We were finding a lot of success in the middle of the field. The Colts were uh, with our tight ends, and, and Phillip was trusting them the most of the way. I, I, I think, you know, you got to look at T.Y. Hilton. Um, I, nobody really mentioned this all day, but, you know, this is a contract year for T- – not a contract year, but he's a free agent at the end of this year. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like – the, the ending of the season he had in the last four or five weeks, he, he went from literally a ghost to the ghost we know in T.Y. Hilton, and he showed it. But you get your playoff matchup, and I understand, you know, Tredavious White um, and, and those guys back there are good, but you got to find a way to help your team win a game. You know, we didn't see his name get called in any big moment, moments. Uh, you saw guys like Pittman make big plays, obviously Jonathan Taylor, Zach Pascal, Trey Burton, and Jack Doyle who led all receivers, but it's just, it's just interesting, you know, so you the, the way it went. You wouldn't put any blame on Phillip. I think the biggest blame goes to Frank Wright. And one of my things that I saw was literally, I'll say it again, putting Stefan Diggs one-on-one against one, any of our corners. But if you're going to do it, at least let Xavier Rhodes try to have that. You're going to put him against TJ Carey one-on-one and expect that, you know, as you mentioned, this is the best duo, or you didn't say it, but I think right now this is the best duo, quarterback duo in the league, uh, wide receiver. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, definitely the hottest, and you can't slip against a team like Buffalo, and that was a moment where they took advantage of us slipping up, and really it wasn't a dagger, but it just was one of those, okay, momentum flipped the whole way. This was the Colts, you know, whole first half. And then as the first half ends, that momentum starts slipping and they come out and do that. It was just like, okay, really, this is Buffalo's game. And I know that everybody really had that perspective. Obviously, as a fan, I'm like, you know, we're still in it. We're still in it, Um, which we were. And our defense made stops when we had to and caused almost a turnover uh, in a big moment. What's crazy about this whole situation, though, is that. What James, it goes back to what James said. He said Josh Allen can't be slandered anymore. And I see what you're saying, but he hasn't proven that just yet. Because if he fumbles on that play, or if we recover that fumble on that play where he went and lost at least 15 yards, was getting sacked, didn't go down, did what Zach Pascal did when he caught the first down at the end of the game and fumbled, tried to get extra yards. That's a bonehead decision as a quarterback trying to get those extra yards against all this pressure. You fumble. Now, we would have had two and a half, three minutes to go and take a lead. Now, how are we looking at Josh Allen if the Bills lose this game? Obviously, it's all hypothetical, but it's a crucial play in the game that was made. And luckily, it didn't go in the favor for, you know, the fans or the media Mm -hmm. to be able to attack Josh Allen in that way. We saw that last year when he played Houston and, and a couple of decisions he made. I think um, if he if he would have went out like that, I don't think it would, they would have killed him like that. Like I think after this year, depending on even if like let's say let's say if he like black out and like shit on the mm-hmm. money next week, I don't think they'll still kill him. No, and fair enough, but it's not about killing him. I think it's more of just okay. He's still not it. He's still you know not ready, not ready, not not it. All year he's shown he is it, and the last six weeks he's shown he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
Now, mm, I, some quarterbacks have tendencies. Phillip Rivers doesn't even win playoff right, games. Yeah, right. third. It's just okay, Lamar Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. If you go out and you lose this game, Josh, uh, Josh Allen, it, it would have looked a little a little bad. But to credit the Bills, they didn't. They get their first playoff home win, playoff uh, win, actually, since, what, 95 or so? 95, yeah. So you got to give them credit. They're going to move on and play the win the the highest seed after tomorrow's game so we got to see about that but that's going to um, be that's going to be very interesting i ain't going to lie they uh, yo people are going to be like watching the bills game just because people are yeah. waiting no yeah. just because people are waiting to see that shit like crash people yeah. think this man's going to crash soon that too and i mean it's it's you could think that but everybody was hoping that the steelers crashed when they played the Bills because everybody felt like the Bills were their first real team and the Bills made the Steelers crash. So it's like they were with, you know, they were wanting them to win then. But whatever it is now, I think the Bills are ready for it. The Chiefs are going to be their hardest matchup in this playoffs if it comes down to it. To me, mm-hmm. if it gets to that point, it's a winnable game for the Bills. Josh Allen threw for almost 400 yards against the Colts. And I, I don't think and, – and you're going to be playing a worse defense. That's later down the road. Let's talk about the NFC West divisional matchup that we saw. Russell Wilson take a beating, five sacks, five sacks allowed. Yeah, um, that game did not go the way we thought we planned. And uh, you know, DK Metcalf scored two touchdowns, but was not impactful. Mm-hmm. And the two touchdowns that he scored, one was late when it was you know, you guys can try to make this a game, and one was at a point where they had to score. So. Yeah. Looking at it, Russell Wilson never – this is what you said, Justin. Russell Wilson never had time to get comfortable in the game. Mm-hmm. And from the jump, they couldn't establish the run game. They couldn't get no easy throws. And everything they did looked like – it was kind of like they were using all of their efforts to get downfield. They were having success, but it wasn't coming at the rate when you're looking at a Russell Wilson. You know, you're you're used to, especially even in a playoff game, against a division opponent, against a – you know, quote unquote weaker opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, Seattle didn't have enough. What did you take away from from that game there? Um, I think it was a win for the LA Rams defense. They did a phenomenal job. We've seen why they're the number one pass wing defense. They overall, did, yeah, overall, uh, Russell Wilson's already dealing with you know a poor offensive line, and they just you know did what they they done all season long. It was a lot of uh, covered sacks. It wasn't. They didn't really have to, you know, blitz too much. It was a lot of, you know, f- four man rush. Um, so they just trust the coverage and the talent of the, the, you know, the front seven, and they were able to get there. Made them uncomfortable, and I really think the uh, momentum shifted when Russell Wilson threw the pick six, and the DB read it perfectly, went right through the player, knew that was the play. Um, and I think that was the point where, from then on, they had to play catch up, mm-hmm. and they were already, like you said, they were already having a hard time establishing a run in the first place, and they couldn't let it get going because I feel like after that point they had to play catch up, and it, all, the passing game already wasn't working, so they couldn't. It made them one dimensional, and then they just, like I said, they just kept trusting the coverage, and it was yeah. it was a long day. Yeah, and what was. Interesting about this whole thing is that coming into this and on the podcast, what we, you know, when we recorded the other day, 
I was mentioning that this is going to be a backup quarterback game, and those are always interesting because you're probably not going to get the full offense. He's probably not going to really want to throw it. Mm-hmm. We saw um, – I, I forget his name. Fit, what was his name? you talking about the backup for uh, – For the Rams. Oh, when oh, I started again, Wolford wasn't even in that long. Wolford, Wolford, <laughs> yeah, that's is it like Tyler Wolford, something like that. Yeah, so something Wolford, Wolford, yeah. No disrespect, Wolford, but he came in the game and we noticed that he was like ready to to make something happen. He was yeah. ready to throw the ball, much like Hennigy. the backup in the yeah Wolford Washington game. Yeah. But he didn't have a chance. Like I said, when when I said McVay set him up, I mean they run a quarterback design run to the right, which John is John Wolford. John Wolford, there you go. Uh, which we hope he's fine because he left, you know, in, in an ambulance yeah, to the a, hospital, mm-hmm. neck problem or so, and we saw him in pain. However, good thing he's walking. It looked like he was moving all his limbs. Uh, Jared Goff has a broken thumb that he had surgery on less than two weeks ago, I think, and he had his flu game. And Jared Goff came out <laughs> and was kind of dealing. I mean, he wasn't having his greatest game, and it wasn't nothing where it was so pretty. But mm-hmm. he got the job done. I like the toughness that I saw from Jared Goff. I think that was a question that a lot of people had about him, maybe, where he's this pretty boy and, you know, it's just a Sean McVay offense so he can get it off. But I think he stood in there and, and made some throws today that he had to make. Um, having the hurt finger and, and the biggest thing was Cam Akers, right? They were able to establish the run game and then have the defense to back up that talk, which is something we'll get into um, in that Saints game. But that's tomorrow. Yeah. Well, um, yo, y'all want to call out uh, DK Metcalf? No, I don't think so. You got Jalen Ramsey, best player no, in the game. I'm saying, I'm saying, like best corner in the he's game. He's kind of showing, um, showing signs that he could be a drama queen. Like it's showing, I like mean, we didn't I, see I, it. That, I, I, I didn't I, see. I know we didn't see it that much, but mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, he was definitely crying he a was. lot on the sidelines. And what did that Not, result to? Two I'll, touchdowns. No, a pick. Well, one was a pick. You're right. You're right. No, but that but that goes on. Yeah, you're right. It, forcing it to him. It, it's, for, it's forcing it to him. And like you said, the DB just he just knew it. He just knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So because that's of all that's, that's going on. on. Yeah. So that's that's kind of on both of them in a sense. But to what you're saying, I didn't see it as throwing like a fit. I threw it as like. It's he's trying to get fired up, like he's talking to the guys, and you know he wants to win, and there's nothing wrong with showing a little emotion when you want to win. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it resulted in two touchdowns. He's six four or whatever he is, and I think that just seeing him that frustrated is is gonna look a a little worse. We see a lot of emotions out of him, even when he played uh, against Philly with him and Darius Slay. Right, right, and and I think that as an as an as a receiver, it reminds me you should have an aggression towards. He reminds me of To. Exactly. Hold on. So that's what I'm looking at more because Odell cried about things. Wait. So if you're reminds you all of To, To was a Hall of Famer, and he made right, the plays no, no, and no, backed no, it I'm up. I'm not taking so. that. To drama queen. No, I'm not For saying sure. that he's a T. He's not no To. He can act like For To, sure. but he's not To. You feel me? No, he's not. And it's not a. It's not a. You know, he reminds me of To with his whole. You know, his whole everything. He's not there yet. He could be. I mean, mm-hmm. he has the talent to be a To, and the skill and the, the speed and the size, but. My thing is, as a wide receiver, I think if you're not aggressive and you don't have that fire and passion, mm-hmm. you're not going to win against a guy like Jalen Ramsey who's on the other side. Agreed. And I think that coming into this game, you mentioned he had emotions in the Philadelphia game. Darius Slay, you know, I don't think so right now, but a lot of, looked at, a lot of people looked at him as a top corner in the league recently. Um, 
this is what happens when you're stepping up to this type of level of competition. Like, DK Metcalf is a slept-on guy. He has that chip on his shoulder already that everybody passed up on him. He's playing against the best of the best, and he's putting up numbers. When it's not going his way, I, I, I understand it's a selfish type of thing where you're looking at, yeah. but it's also like when you do throw me the ball, I make plays, and he showed that. So if if he had... You know, he did have a drop. We'll give him, we'll give, you know, yeah. we'll give that. He had a drop, and I think that the frustration got to him. They mentioned on the broadcast that he understands that he has to kind of tone it down a little bit, and that's what comes with being a fierce competitor. I just, to me, rather have that type of player on my team that wants to win and wants to be able to do things to help the team succeed rather than somebody that just is passive about, you know, letting things go. Like a Jay Cutler. You don't want a Jay Cutler. Right, and you don't – I was trying to think of a wide receiver that has that. But just look at the quiet ones that don't produce as much, really. I feel that. I feel that. I don't know. I just feel like it's just a little weird. Just a little weird. That's it. Just something to keep an eye on. I'm not, I'm not taking it – like, he didn't have a bad game or nothing like that. But just seeing that, like, seeing that on the sideline, it kind of puts, like, a bad – not a bad taste in your mouth, but something like, uh. I'm not sure who the Rams play, but it's going to be really tough without Aaron Donald. If he doesn't play, yeah. because he did look like he hurt his ribs. He did have, you know, when he came out the game originally, I looked at him and I was like, you know, he was breathing. So I was like, he, he knocked his wind out probably because I saw him trying to catch his breath. The, but Rams, then they said, the Rams will play the uh, the Buccaneers. Okay. Okay. That's going to be tough. I mean, we've, we've seen that matchup already. Right. And no Aaron Donald, you know. Changes. It is changes big. Changes a lot. So he'll probably even try to play still. With the injury, he'll have time to rest. But I think he will. Having doing what he does to be Aaron Donald with a cracked rib or so, it, it's not going to be a good equation. So I don't I know think, that you're going to get a full full Aaron Donald. I think in that scenario, it'd be one of those situations where you still, I still respect him enough to where you're not. I don't. You want to leave him one on one matchups too much. Because if you leave him a one-on-one matchups too much, he will win majority mm-hmm. of them. So if he's at least still demanding a double team with the other players that you have on that front seven, I think that that does enough, in my opinion. Respect. So, I mean, there's that. Like we said, Bucks, Bucks, Rams. That's going to be interesting. Oh, and uh, going back to what you said, mm-hmm. the Bills would play the uh, Chiefs. You sure? No, it can't be. I don't think so. I think that. Hold up. The Chiefs will play the lowest seed. Yeah, the Chiefs play the lowest seed. So that will be depending on the Titans-Ravens game and the Steelers-Browns game because mm-hmm. the Bills are the two. So the Chiefs will play the lowest seed, and then I think the Bills play the highest seed. Yeah. So I think it'll be Bills versus, okay, say if the Browns win. If the Steelers win, it'll be uh, Steelers and Ravens, let's say. The Ravens are the five, the Steelers are the three. So the Steelers would play the Bills, Bills. and then the Chiefs would play the Ravens. Oof. You know, it would work like Oof. that. And then vice versa, if the Browns won and the Titans won, then the Browns would play the Chiefs and the Titans would play uh, the Bills. Bills. So that's interesting. Um, so all to the uh, so the Buccaneers and uh Buccaneers and oh, so let me see, let me make sure that the equation was right. Um, Packers are going to play the lowest seed, and then the number two seed was the Saints. So the Saints have to win tomorrow, and we'll assume that they do. Uh-huh. Um, so if the Saints win tomorrow, and I don't know, that, that would be, be the Seahawks, be Rams. Rams are at six, 
And our yeah, Rams are at six. So and Rams the play Green Bay. Bucks are at five. Yeah, so it would be Saints Bucks. Ooh. Oh. So that it would be Saints Bucks. Yeah, because the Rams. And then yeah. Rams versus Packers because they're the lower seat. Ooh. And then Ooh. we might get a Brady Rodgers championship game. So things to look out for. But let's talk about the last game here so we can wrap up. Um, I think the uh, one of the exciting they were all excited. I'll say this is the second most exciting game. I think the Buccaneers are uh, suspect after after how they played tonight. I would expect them to put up more points or like do more damage to the Redskins, even with like that is a top ten pass pass wing defense, right? And we I knew that coming that, in. I feel that, but come on, man. Like, my thing is, I think that the the Buccaneers defense themselves kind of you know. Showed some some spots that they need. That's to patch what up. I that's what I took from this game. They need to patch up more so because that. if they're gonna have to play Drew Brees Ooh. and the type of offense he's running with a healthy Michael Thomas. I mean, it's not Alvin the same Kamara, offense we're used blew, to. I mean, it's he not, blew them out already. But it's Alvin. You're right. You're right. But right now, I mean, just going based off what we're seeing in the playoffs right now, Washington being able to dice up, you know, that defense and uh, what's his name. Hi- Heineke, 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 Taylor Heineke, Taylor Heineke. He was able to um, kind of put the ball in all places, you know, on the field. So it's going to be interesting to see what what they're going to do and dial up against a divisional opponent if it comes to that. We did see it right, and and the Saints, the Saints took that game, the first game, uh, first matchup, right? Yeah, he, they mm-hmm. they blew them off. Yeah, man. and then the second matchup, I think that the Bucks, no, Saints took it again. Yeah. They beat them all. And season. it was like thirty. It was like thirty-eight to three. Wow. Yeah, they, yeah, I think it was like thirty-five-three. Yeah, they, they got the best of them all season. Yeah, yeah, thirty-eight-three. Yeah, and thirty-four twenty-three. So yeah, so that's gonna be the so, one. So yeah, so being the third time they meet and thirty-eight points and thirty-four points. Yeah, yeah that's so not a good. You know, we might but, see Brady but this get is also a di- Yeah, this is yeah. a different. But this is also a different Bucks team and a different. Saints team, so but let's let let's talk about the game though. I mean, yeah, in this game, we were able to see, like I said, uh, Heineke move the ball up and down the field, but you also saw that Brady was looking pretty comfortable against that team. It's not like you know they had him looking uncomfortable and, and oh, making bad I mean, decisions. I mean, he was a uh, snapping three hundred eighty-one <laughs> yards and two touchdowns, twenty-two of forty. Uh, uh, you know what I think was a big help to Brady. In being able to stay comfortable was Leonard Fournette running for 93 yards and being able to keep that defense thinking and, and guessing. If it would have been a one-dimensional thing, you know, we've seen Brady make bad throws. The the bad throws that we saw Brady make in the regular season where we kind of looked like, okay, he is old. We didn't see none of that tonight. I think Brady was getting the ball out fast, making quick decisions, you know, changing things at the line, and showing that, you know, you're not going to fool him. Going back to what James said, the Washington defense was kind of doing too much. Yeah. Right? They they were showing these different mixed blitzes. And when you have a front seven, like you said, Justin, a top front seven, Deron Payne, Justin Allen, uh, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Ioannidis, like mm-hmm. you have to be able to just get to the quarterback at, at, at any way you can rush for and get to the quarterback. Um, you don't have to disguise so much and try to do that. Brady's too smart for that anyways. Uh, much like we saw in the Bills matchup where Phillip Rivers, every time they were throwing a blitz at him, he's completing for, you know, five to ten yards. Um, so 
Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing going into next week for the Bucks would be being able to run for probably at least 100 yards. Oh, yo, give a lot of credit to uh, Tom Brady. That boy was moving around in the pocket, too. Like, <laughs> he wasn't just standing mm-hmm. in one spot. He was moving around in that shit. He wants to play Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know this. You he know that yeah. he, he, he knows that, that Aaron Rodgers is, is the number one seed in the NFC. And this is a big thing, the Brady versus Rodgers thing. If we never get to see it, it's going to be another disappointment. And hey, I know man, Brady wants uh, us to see that. They weren't about, they, they about Breeze. That's a different monster over there, especially right now. Aaron Rodgers going to fight that shit. Honestly, <laughs> man, look, I, I'll be, I'll be kind of not as nervous to play Breeze right now as opposed to back, you know, in week five or, or yeah. last year. Yeah, I feel that. To be honest, I'd be more nervous to play Brady right now than I would Breeze. For sure. But the Saints defense, you know, they, they've been playing pretty well as yeah. of late too, so. I think I think they need to do a lot of what they did in this game because again they're going to play a top five defense uh, with the Saints and I think you need to keep them honest with the run because when you when you mix it up that's your that's your best chance and we've seen contributions from Antonio Brown we've seen contributions from Mike Evans Chris uh, Godwin we've seen uh, Cameron Bright mm-hmm. so. When you're mixing it up, not only to who you're throwing to, but you mix it up between pass and run, keep them guessing. You have so much talent across the board at every position. So when you really make use of it, yeah, you might not have, you know, a guy maybe eclipse 100 yards receiving with all those weapons. You may not get it every game. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you you know when to use your pieces is what makes you so dangerous. So I think they have to do a lot of that. And then... As far as on the defensive end, it's going to be interesting because, like I said, this isn't the typical Saints offense that we're used to. We, we haven't really seen all of them together. Uh, Michael Thomas has been injured for most of the year. Drew Brees coming back. Looked, looked a little more comfortable, but this is a dominant uh, Tampa Bay front seven. They're going to they're gonna make him uncomfortable. Drew Brees... I feel like they're going to try to do, and it very much could look like what we've seen with Russell Wilson and the Rams front seven. So if that's the case, it's going to be a long day. But, I mean, the Saints have gotten the best of them both times. So third time, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be good. I like Brady in that if that's the matchup. We'll we'll see. Um, Closing thoughts. Do you guys have a, a day, you know, today's MVP? <laughs> you already know where I'm going up. Don't do it. Taylor. Uh, I got to. I mean, he lost, though. I know, right? That's the biggest loser. <laughs> biggest loser on the planet right now. I fucks with him. No, nah, I ain't gonna lie. I really fucks with dude, man. I think he's actually pretty cool. He's pretty decent, man. He's pretty decent. I mean, look, he didn't do enough to win the game. I'm gonna have to go Josh Allen. I think that, you know, the way he was able to Face the adversity that came with him. It hurts you to say that. Still make the plays. I like Josh Allen, man. I like Josh. I like the Bills. I'm not even. I'm not even mad at the Bills. I like them, and I think they're a really good team. But we definitely outplayed them and had a chance to win. That's what hurts. But Josh Allen made the plays he had to at the times he had to, and he made some crucial conversions. He had a couple great throws on each sideline. Drove him downfield when he had to, and. His feet, we see him, you know, being able to use his feet as a big weapon as well because they don't have a run game, and that's where 
they're going to get caught up in the playoffs. But yeah. I think Josh Allen will be the MVP of the day for me. I, I, too, think it's Josh Allen when you think about – I mean, now he's had a playoff win for Lamar. So, we'll see. You know, if Lamar can get his first tomorrow, I believe he will. I think that would be a good game to watch. Um, and yeah, and you think of, you know, you start the question marks because he lost to Deshaun last year in the, in the wild card round. And there's a lot of questions coming to this year. This year, they go and get him Stephon Diggs, and that really unlocks his potential that he has, that guy that he knows, you know, can can help him and get himself open. And then that made him more confident to throw to Beasley and everybody else. So he really took that next, you know, level. And we've seen it now in the playoffs. And like you said, if we do indeed get the matchup sometime during this playoffs of the Bills and the Chiefs, the Bills have a legit claim to winning that game. So if we get to that point, it'll be something to look out for. But yeah, Josh Allen has has made his statement that he's here. He, he's elite. He's top five. Yeah. And even though I'm a Dolphins fan, like I said, he's, like, there's no denying his, his talent. I agree. So any final thoughts? Oh, final thought. I think that Russell Wilson was cheated out of a crazy comeback. We've seen him have crazy comebacks. They were down 10 with seven minutes. There was a special teams punt uh, yeah. fumble, and it knocked a chance for him to go. They scored real quick. So, sucks to see it, but, hey, it's a team game. It's not a one-man sport, and that's what happened. So. And he played horrible as well. The whole game. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> shouldn't have waited Plus, he threw the pick six minutes. that put him in that predicament also. That's so. true. Yeah, true. It was a full-around team loss. So he, started, he started turning up at the end, though, but it was just too late. It was too little too well, late. Tomorrow, we commence again. It'll be... Ravens, Titans, uh, Saints, Bears, and Browns, Steelers. Brown Steelers. It's gonna be some good ones. So. A little bit more I'm entertaining. Excited. I'm gonna be real with you. Sound like some more uh, entertaining games. Could be. I, I think, think it's gonna I be think, like today. Like I think I, if you go back to Thursday, I think the I Colts, think I think the Saints the Bears game is gonna be sneaky one. good. Me too. I think the Bears defense is gonna put some pressure on. Yeah, them. like I think it's gonna be sneaky good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Go follow us on Twitter, ATS Pod, Instagram, official ATS Pod.